Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast. I'm Joe from B1029, and we have Shyler from B1029. And as we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week of February 12th, 2024. Uh, of course, uh, just, you know, the week after the Super Bowl, there's still some Super Bowl news to to uh, recap as some of it came out because people were focused on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and, I guess, the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, she's but actually the Super Bowl, I know. Uh, the Super Bowl actually made television history. Uh, it averaged about 123.4 million viewers. This is according to Variety, which is the highest number of people watching the same broadcast in history. What's interesting is that the previous record was held by last year's Super Bowl between Philadelphia and Kansas City, which drew 115.1 million viewers. So apparently people like anybody with Kelsey in the Super Bowl. It's the Taylor Swift Taylor yeah, then you add Taylor Swift to it, and your numbers, uh, you know, go up a bit more. Um, as far as Usher's halftime show, uh, according to Forbes, it brought in 30.1 million households, which is up 5% from Rihanna's Super Bowl halftime show last year. So, yeah, a few more people watching. I mean, 5%. Eh. I mean, like, it's up, but it's not, like, you know, astronomical. Yeah. So, you know, but... Uh, yeah, viewership all around up for uh, the Super Bowl this year, which, you know, it, look, it was a great game. It was a close game, went into overtime. Um, of course, you know, Taylor Swift was there. but It was a I very mean, entertaining game. It was. Whether whether Taylor Swift was, not, was there or not, it was a very good game. And speaking of Usher, actually, uh, before his halftime show performance, he married his longtime girlfriend in Vegas on that day. Oh, I mean, how if, if cool. Usher was, if he wasn't busy enough, it's like, hey, you know what? Let's go ahead and get married. Now, I am going to butcher her last name, and I and I am sorry, but her name is Jennifer Giococcia. I trust you. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, they've been together since uh, 2019, June of 2019. That's when they were, that's when they kind of first sparked romance rumors. Um, but a I would love to know usher, how... Sorry, I would love to know how that conversation unfolded. If it was just oh, like, yeah. hey, you know, I'm going to be like, we're going to be in Vegas. Let's just go and hit the Let's chapel. Let's go do it. Yeah. Let's go get married by Elvis while we're here. Or was it like, was there well, planning involved? I was don't there a know. proposal or was it just like a screw it? We're here. Let's do it. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah. So they got married at the Vegas Weddings Terrace Gazebo. It's an outdoor. It's a very small venue. Like only 30 people can be there. So it was a, a rep told uh, People Magazine that they did confirm that Usher and Jennifer did get married. Um, and or actually, I'm, I'm sorry, they got married on Sunday night. No, they didn't get married after the Super Bowl, did they? What? Wow. Wow. That, okay. I'm, well, I mean, okay, so I guess that's true because Vegas is three hours behind behind us here in Indiana. So the game was over at like 11 Eastern, which would have been uh, 8 o'clock Vegas time, Pacific. So yeah. I guess you could do it Sunday night. But I, I, it was just close friends and family, according to Usher's rep. Um, so, okay, uh, that makes, okay, that makes more something like, I'm I'm thinking eleven o'clock at night. Like that is a that is late to get married. But I'm like, well, actually, it was only you know eight o'clock. You know they call it nine. I guess I, I don't know. You know if you want to stay for all the hoopla after the after the Super Bowl. But 
<laughs> Meanwhile, uh, I'm like, eight o'clock? That's late. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> like, oh, I'm in my pajamas on. Yeah, I'm brushing my teeth. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um, so a, a little bit of potential, um, like, I don't know, dirt coming out of the Super Bowl. Uh, TMZ got hold of a photo that was shared by uh, Michael Rubin's daughter, Kylie. And she was sitting in the Kim Kardashian suite at the Super Bowl. And she's sitting next to a socialite, Will Marcus. Though Will looks like he's asleep. It's like, dude, you're at the Super Bowl. Why are you sleeping? <laughs> I mean, you must be, you must have enough money in the world to say, I took a nap at the Super Bowl and I'm in Kim, Kim Kardashian's suite. Okay, whatever, fine. Yeah, really? What? But one thing, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't get it. But anyway. I don't care how much money you have. You're at the Super Bowl. But, you know, sometime when you have that much money and that's how, I guess, you were brought up, you just don't really, I don't know, I guess are thankful for what you have. I could be wrong. I, but anyway. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll never know that. Us us people here doing the podcast and probably a lot of you <laughs> listening are like, yeah, we will never know what that feels like. Yeah, exactly. Um, None of us will. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. You know, um, but in the photo, fans notice in the background of the Kardashian suit of the Super Bowl was a certain NBA star, Devin Booker, sitting in the picture behind them. Oh, now Kendall Jenner was also at the Super Bowl in that suite. There was another photo that the New York Post shows Kendall sitting with Haley Bieber and Justin Bieber in the suite. Jenner's most recent ex, Bad Bunny, was also at the Super Bowl, but in a different suite. Uh-oh. Yeah. And if you remember, at the beginning of this year, uh, Kendall and, you know, they had broken up, but Kendall and Bad Bunny were spotted on, like, a little New Year's vacation holiday thing with Haley and Justin Bieber. But now Devin Booker was spotted in the background of the photo in the Kim Kardashian suite, and you're like, oh. Uh. Now, one thing that you noticed that Kendall wasn't in the photo. She wasn't sitting next to Devin, but I can't imagine that you would invite someone's ex. Like, hey, you want to come? I know you and you and Kendall broke up. But you still want to come? That's not awkward. I mean, unless you're like really good buddies, but I can't imagine, you know, I don't know. It, it just seems kind of weird. Well, especially because didn't he, sorry, but didn't he dump her? I can't see, I can't see the momager allowing that, like them to be seen. Right. Together or even like associating unless he was yeah. groveling. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. That, that's that's be what begging. Yeah. So that's why it kind of makes you wonder like, huh, why, why would he be in the Kardashian suite? I mean, I would expect to see Bad Bunny before Devin Booker. Well, but, yeah. You know, I mean, just because, I mean, you know, Kylie and, and he went on that New Year's uh, vacation with Haley and Justin. So you thought, oh, okay, maybe. Maybe getting back together. And then, you know, a month later, you got you got the Super Bowl. But then you, you see Kendall's ex before Bad Bunny <laughs> showing up in a, in a picture so it just yeah, just kind of like makes you wonder, hmm, that's a little that's a little yeah. fishy. Suspish. 
very, very suspicious. <laughs> so Marvel Studios announced their Fantastic Four cast. Uh, not forecast, but Fantastic Four, the cast. That's funny how that worked, though. <laughs> I know. <yeah. laughs> so it's been, uh, there's been a n- numerous Fantastic Four movies. There was obviously the one with uh, Jessica Alba and Chris Evans. Uh, there was another one that bombed. Uh, they, they tried to redo it again. It was not as, it was a little more serious in tone and didn't do well. Um, so this one is officially going to be part of the MCU. And it's slated to hit theaters on July 25th, 2025. But uh, we now know who's going to play each of the Fantastic Four. So, and it's quite the cast, too. So, here we go as Reed Richards, AKA Mr. Fantastic, Pedro Pascal. You know him from The Mandalorian and The I Last of Us. I loved him. Yes. What a great um, pick. For Sue Storm is, or the Invisible Woman, Vanessa Kirby who you know from The Crown and the latest Fast and Furious movies. Also, she's in, she was in the last uh, couple of uh, Mission Impossible movies, too. Um, uh, let's see. Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing, the bear actor, uh, Eben or Eben Moss Bachrock. I love him, too. The thing. And here's one I thought was, okay, good choice. Johnny Storm or The Human Torch, Joseph Quinn from Stranger Things. Yeah, my boy. Yeah. Yes. So I thought, okay, there we go. There, that's that's a good pick. I mean, after we saw him in Stranger Things four, kind of the big breakout star from that that season. Absolutely. I thought that, I thought that was a good pick. So you, you got a pretty solid cast here for Fantastic Four. And look, we we've talked about it before. It's no secret the 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 last several Marvel things to come out. Since Infinity War, it's been kind of lackluster, hasn't been well received. You know, we going through a bunch of uh, superhero fatigue. But you got a cast like this, you get, you have to be like, look, you cannot screw this up. You cannot. You have Mr. Internet Daddy himself, Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. You got guitar shredding, Stranger Things breakout star Joseph Quinn. You got Vanessa Kirby. You got even Eben Moss back. Is it even or Eben? I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, should, I know I should have looked that up before we got started. But if you watch I the bear, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Right. So, but he's fantastic gotta, in the bear. <laughs> yeah. So you got to think that, okay, we, we got it. We have our cast, you, you know? And then of course, during the Super Bowl, you know, the, the, the first trailer for a Deadpool and Wolverine came out and, it's Deadpool. It's Ryan Reynolds. Hugh Jackman's going to be joining again as Wolverine. Again, you, you got to think like, okay, this, this is what saves Marvel. You got to think if, if, if these two things get screwed up, I don't know what you do. I think you just go ahead and clean house because you, you, you have, you have, I think the right tools, the right cast, as long as you got the right story and it makes sense. You, this is like, a no fail right here. Yeah, you're so right. Like, there's no way. Like, if if this gets fumbled, it will be purely because of like mismanagement and like terrible yes. writing. <laughs> and like, yeah, I just don't see. I mean, I just feel like each one of these actors it has like that Midas touch. Like Pedro yes. Pascal on his own 
brings like so much energy and he is so yes. beloved. Like he, yeah, like you said, like the internet, like every, he's everyone's favorite right now. Yeah. Between the Mandalorian and I mean, even when he was on Game of Thrones, he was just incredible. Yes. The Last of Us, he's still riding that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and the thing about Pedro Pascal is he like he can play a number of different types of characters. You know, like Mandalorian, he's very just monotone and just take care of business. For sure. Um, you know, in The Last of Us, obviously he was more it was more of a dramatic, you know, because if you've watched The Last of Us, not to spoil anything, but I played the games and my wife and I watched the series. So, but the, you know, his character actually goes through a lot by the loss of his daughter. The world has changed. He's still grieving, you know, and he's found his kind of like surrogate daughter in Ellie. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, a. and then of course he was in the, the, the movie with, uh, Nicholas Cage is basically about Nicholas Cage. Yeah. You know, he was the is- super fan. So he can be goofy. He can be, uh, serious, you know, he can be just, Straight. He can be sassy. Yeah, I mean, he can be I just feel like straight, Oberyn Martell. Monotone. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah. He, he has so many different... He, he just executes a script right. in a way that I think is really... I mean, I know that he's getting his flowers now, but I really think he's, even as he is, he's so underrated. Yeah. It's like, there's not very many actors in Hollywood. I mean, you think of, like, really great actors. It's like, well, they play the same kinds of parts. So, yeah, they do that yeah. one thing really, really good. But he's so mm-hmm. multidimensional. Yeah. And Vanessa Kirby is gorgeous. Yeah, she is. Like, I, I remember I saw I, I watched the first couple seasons of The Crown and she played um, she played uh, Queen Elizabeth's sister, Margaret. Um, and I thought and look, she was in the last uh, couple of Mission Impossible movies. She was in the I think she was in the last couple. Was she in the Fast and Furious, too? I feel like she was. I, maybe. Uh, now I need to. I, I, for, I don't know why that's popping into my head, but I feel like that is that is correct. Let me let me just uh, well, and go to where also, everyone else goes for uh, yeah, Fast and yeah. She was in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, that's nice. Right. Yeah, she was in Hobbs and Shaw. Well, and you're also a Marvel fan, so you're familiar with these characters and the storyline prior to their casting. Now, based off of your knowledge of these characters within the subject matter, the material, how, how do you, how do you feel about all of it? Do you think that, that you think that these people are going to be able to really kill these roles? I think so. I look, I think, um, you're like the expert, you bring in, bring yeah, in the expert's I'm opinion not, here. I'm, I'm really an expert, but thank you. Well, um, I mean, yeah, look, well, uh, yeah, look, Pedro Pascal, you, you could put him as Batman and he would probably kill it. You know, people oh are like, God. ah, you think so? Like, no, he'll he'll do just fine. He, I would he, love to see he, that. Yeah. I mean, he he would he would kill it. Vanessa Kirby, I think it kind of depends on which way they're gonna go with it. If they're if they're gonna keep in line with how Marvel is, if if they try to go to I I, I hate to say this, but I feel like lately Marvel's gone a little too Disney. Especially if you watch the Marvels and Miss Marvel, it's too. Yeah, it just doesn't fit. It's like, what do we do? Are we trying to appeal to? We who who are we appealing to here? Um, I felt like it's, it went a little too Disney, and I and I feel like 
if we go back to the days of like Iron Man, Thor, you know, the the original Avengers, where there was some lightheartedness a little bit. There was a little bit of comedy, but, you know, it was an action film first with, you know, a plot and some random one liner comedy thrown in. I, I think if you go back to that with this cast, oh, for sure. If you try to make it serious and dark, no, it won't work either. That was always my takeaway from because granted, I don't and, and I don't know the the source material either, but mm-hmm. I always felt like DC was the serious drama action, whereas yeah. Marvel was way more a bunch of misfits got together and saved the world kind of thing. And it was and it I was yeah. so much more more character and comedy, and it was a little more personal, whereas yeah. DC was just like, I'm Batman. Like, I'm going to save the world because that's what I do. And it was a little less. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. I mean, look, the the latest comics with DC. I mean, yeah. Look, there's been lighthearted, you know, kind of if you look back at they call the uh, like the the Silver Age or Golden Age where Batman was campy. Adam West. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, okay, cool. But now it's more of a serious, dark uh, modern, you know, and then that, that's what people want. They don't want, they don't, people don't want campy Batman. They want dark Batman. They want Michael Keaton Batman, Christian Bale Batman. Some still want, like myself, Ben Affleck Batman. They do not want George Clooney Batman. Um, yeah. While some may still, oh no, we like, like, really, do you really want George Clooney back as Batman? George Clooney doesn't <laughs> even want to be back as Batman. Okay. That's how bad it is. <laughs> Um, you know, and look with, with James Gunn and Peter Safran with DC studios, I I hope they don't try to do that. I hope they don't try to marvelize the DC. I I mean, look, you can have a little bit of quick one-liners. I felt like with the flash Aquaman, it was, we're, we're going back a little too campy and it's like, okay, let's, let's pump the brakes. What happened when we try to do campy? And everyone thought, oh, no, that's that's what the people want. And it backfired horribly. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um, and I feel like that's what Marvel is doing. And I feel like, you know, and it's funny because my wife and I were talking about this just, just last week. Marvel set the bar so high with Avengers. I mean, after Avengers Endgame, it's like, Oh, how do you top? What do you go from here? How do you top this? And they can't. I mean, they they've tried, and they just can't. It's like they they wanted to do more, but sometimes you know less is more. And I and I think that hopefully they're learning that. It's like, oh man, we are we our stories a aren't congruent. B has nothing to do with the other stuff, and we're just you know people. Oh, we want this. Okay, we'll give it to you. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. That's fine that people want it, but let them let us salivate and want it even more and just develop a great story. I mean, look, Loki was great after the the end game. Good. Um, Captain or uh, the Winter Soldier and uh, uh, the Falcon it was all right. But then we got into She Marvel and eh. uh, Echo and eh. um, the Marvels and Miss Marvel. Oh, we, we could have done without. The Miss Marvel series. I'm sorry, Miss Marvel could have just been been thrown into the Marvels movie with a quick little backstory and would have been fine. Um, and now, and I know that 
Marvel is trying to get the rights from Fox for um, uh, like the 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 X Men and Fantastic Four, which they now have in Deadpool. That's why the Deadpool movie is coming out. That's why we're starting to see more of the X Men in these movies, and which is what Marvel is working toward. But I kind of feel like they were just trying to keep everybody on the hook by with all these shows, and it just became too much. The stories weren't congruent. You know, Doctor Strange and the multiverse did not do well. We thought it was going to be, hey, this is great multiverse. Awesome. It's like, did we just rush through the multiverse? What did we do here? And then we had now I will say Spider-Man Far From Home. Or no or No Way Home was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Um, but I feel like since then, it's just been kind of like, eh. you know, Love and Thunder with Thor. It was OK, but it didn't. Guardians of the Galaxy, the last one, it was fine. You know, it wasn't, I mean, it was better than the other ones that have come out, or the other Marvel movies that have come out since. But it's, there's been nothing that, like the 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 previous Marvel movies with Iron Man that really kept people on the hook. And, and you, know, you know what's interesting? And I, I might argue a little bit. I think that, and not to not to take credit away from, obviously the writers and the people that made the Avengers exactly what it is. But I really think that a lot of the success of that era of Marvel had to do with their casting. It's because of Robert Downey Jr. And it's because of uh, Chris Evans and all of those Mm -hmm. personalities. They just worked so well together. And I'm optimistic because I think, I think Pedro Pascal has the chops to be this new era's RDJ Iron Man of Marvel. You know what I mean? You're right. I, I agree. I, I I believe you're right on that. Yeah, I think so. If they let him kind of take the lead, is 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 there like a like a star ranking? As you know, what I mean, is it like who's is he like the the head honcho of this group of? Yeah, people? he's the main guy of the the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think they might they might have cracked it. They might have cracked the code and been like, you know, if we treat right. this as we did before with Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man and kind of let him mm-hmm. set the tone. And if, as long as everybody else kind of falls into place the same way everyone else did, I don't see yeah. how this couldn't couldn't be at least a contender for like against that era. I yeah. think it could be really I- good. I think so too. And you know, you got also I just love Pedro Pascal. <laughs> oh, I know. He's great. I mean, everything you watch is like, yep, I'm I'm sold. You got Pedro Pascal. Cool. I'm in. Exactly. Um, yeah. And and look, you got we got later coming out later out this year of uh, the Deadpool movie with Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is superb as Deadpool. You you find an actor that really embodies a character like Deadpool, you, there's really no one else. Like Ryan oh, Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. You will, I, I, you, there will be it'll be a long time before when Ryan Reynolds is like, you know what? I think I'm done. That someone will embody Deadpool like Ryan Reynolds did. I don't and, know. Yeah, I don't know if it can be done. Yeah, and same thing with with Hugh Jackman and Wolverine. I mean, this Hugh Jackman hasn't played Wolverine since when 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 did Logan come out? I mean, that's yeah. that's how long it's been. And, you know, for him to come back and look, it's funny because Ryan and, and Hugh are, are friends. And I love how they, you know, rip on each other. It's hilarious. It um, really is. You know, and that coming to the big screen. I mean, look, I, 
since the whole thing happened with Jonathan Majors and it kind of blew up Marvel's plan moving forward, I think that this is how they pivot. And hopefully it works. And hopefully they get the right cast. We can have a cohesive story that works. We have the cast, we have the writers, we have directors. We don't quote unquote Disney fi things. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of go back to basics. And I think that's what works. For sure. All right, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. <laughs> this is not a comic book podcast, but you know it But it could be. It could be. <laughs> Always can be. All right. Yeah, that's true. All right. So um the uh speaking of the bear, as we were talking about with Fantastic Four, another star, uh Io Adebari, uh a, a, a podcast clip resurfaced from 2020. She was this was back in February of 2020. She was on uh, Lacey Mosley's Scam Goddess podcast where uh apparently they were talking about Jennifer Lopez. And uh, Io called JLo's career, quote, one long scam. Now, this took place before <laughs> uh, JLo performed at the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dang. I Don't know. Don't back, girl. <laughs> I know. It's like, wow. Woo. So Io said, quote, well, that's the thing. She thinks she's on multiple tracks, but it's not her. I think she thinks that she's still good, even though, like, she's not singing for most of these songs. Ouch. Dang. I've yeah. always heard that rumor. There, that's always yeah, that's been, like, a an underground gossip in Hollywood that if you really listen to J-Lo's tracks, it's actually Aaliyah. It's actually, like, her early stuff is Aaliyah. Now it's Megan Trainer. And if you listen to it, you can kind of be like, Oof. Oh my God, that yeah. that kind of sounds like Aaliyah. That kind of sounds like Megan Trainer. Well, and look, you know, the first song from her was back in uh, well, was like the, the late nineties. Um, oh shoot, I can see the music video. I can hear it in my head, and I can't think of the song right now. But I mean, look, we knew J Lo from, you know, she was a a dancer on uh, In Living Color. That's where she, you know, she was a yeah didn't. She was in in the cover. She she did some acting, um, but you know, it's music breakout role in the late '90s into the 2000s, um, and still did acting. And then she's got her new album out now. But um, anyway, fast forward three years later, those two are on the February third episode of Saturday Night Live together. Oh no, together. And yeah, and that's when Ooh. it's like oh. This is awkward. That's I said these things about you three years. Yeah. So anyway, in a uh, in a uh, interview with Variety, J Lo tells Variety that uh, Debra apologized to her before their appearance on Saturday Night Live. She said that Io came to her backstage, quote, with tears in her eyes, saying how terrible it was that she had those things or said those things. She felt really badly and loved my performance because she had just done my sound check and she actually got to hear me perform. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, Jennifer Lopez and Io Adebri. I mean, Io is pretty new to the game compared to J-Lo. Very, very. And so when you say something like that as someone who's up and coming in your 
trashing on someone as well known as Jennifer Lopez, and then all of a sudden, you know, because it's it's Hollywood, you're gonna probably work together at some point. Like, oh, yeah, I did. I but you you got to give credit to Io to, you know, put all aside and just admit, I'm sorry. I should not have said those things. That look, that takes a lot of courage. Especially go to someone like J Lo and and after the things you said and then come up to her in person and be like, I am so sorry for what I said about you three years ago. Yeah, to own it, it that is admirable. Yes. And also like keep in mind, it's Hollywood. In order to be talked about, in order to stay in headlines, you have to do controversial things. So I kind of admire that she shot so high at J Lo. Yeah. Because it got people talking. It put her into the conversation. And then she has the opportunity to kind of save face. I mean, it would have, if it would have been bad if she would have been like, mm, she wasn't that good. You know, if she doubled down, <laughs> yeah. that would have made it worse. But the fact that she handled it with grace made it, I think, a successful kind of crap talking, if you will. <laughs> right. Yeah. For sure. I mean, look, you, yeah, you go after someone like, you know, like J-Lo or Mariah Carey, you know, someone who's established like that. Yeah, you better hope it doesn't come back to bite you. But look, it, it kind of did. And Io took the high road, swallowed the pride. And look, I'm wrong. And and look, J-Lo, she, she basically said, I mean, I she goes, people have been saying about that to me, about me all, all of my career. I just kind of brushed it off. And I was like, it's all good. Yeah, she probably was like, who? <laughs> Who said, said what, what about me? <laughs> that was tell her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell That's that girl fine. to keep up because yeah, it's all we, good. Yeah, we we've been had this conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of J Lo, so in case you missed it, Katy Perry was on Jimmy Kimmel announced that she's going to be done with American Idol. And so really? now, American, yeah. So now American Idol is like, well, we need someone to be a judge. We got to have three. And so a source tells the Daily Mail that uh, producers are looking at J-Lo as a potential replacement for Katy Perry. Now, J-Lo, of course, was on a few seasons of American Idol as a judge. She was on season 10, 11, 13, 14, 15. So she's, she knows her way around American Idol a little bit. She's, she knows how it works. Um, a source says that, quote, J-Lo will be asked to come back. When people come back, things work. People like nostalgia and people like Jen. It would be a big get to get her back. Now, another name that's been thrown out is Shania Twain, which, okay, you know. Oh. That'd be a good one. But the U.S. Sun reports that Miley Cyrus is another rumored candidate to replace Katy Perry. Which, that. Okay. I mean. That would be good. Miley's younger. And of and course she's now longevity. she's got the longevity. She's it's now on ABC, Disney yeah, kind of makes sense. Um, you know, uh, a source tells us son that quote, several producers feel she would be perfect to judge the show and get headlines like Katie, but it is Miley Cyrus. And as we know, Miley sometimes does and says things. Yeah. That According to some ABC executives, are not necessarily quote family friendly. So I guess but if you're going to go that, 
That's that I just Smiley. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I know, and that's the thing is, look, if you want the shock factor, because Katie at times had a little bit of the shock factor, not to the extent that Miley Cyrus could have shock factor. Sure. I guess, yeah. what do you want? Do you want something that's, well, we just want family friendly, you know, people, you know, judging and okay. But if you want maybe off the cuff that, maybe it could be like what did she just say or what did she just do <laughs> yeah that we will likely be talking about on this podcast and yeah maybe you go with miley cyrus it just depends on which which direction do you want to go do you want to play it safe or do you want to kind of maybe i don't know see uh, what happens each week see and here i've got my radio brain where i'm like this is such a great opportunity for not only for content, but for mm -hmm. advertisement. I mean, oh, yeah. every episode has a Miley moment brought to you by, you know what I mean? And like you have a highlight that maybe got chopped. Maybe this was on the editing room floor and they can bleep it or whatever, but have it be Miley's moment to really add to the hype of her being on the show. I really think right. that this could be spun in a way that brings in because the thing about Miley, now that Miley has grown out of her bangers era, <laughs> now that she's no longer trouncing around with a foam finger and, and dancing and on a rubbing <laughs> and all twerking that, yeah. on a stripper pole, now that she's kind of like, actually, no, I'm a rock star and a pop star and a country singer. I can do it all. And I am a woman and you will respect me kind of thing. She has opened up her fan base. So like the Hannah Montana kids still love her always going to mm -hmm. love her, but now their parents who saw right. the bangers area era and saw her grow and be on the other side of it. They're like, mm, actually she sang with uh Billy idol. And that was pretty killer. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to watch because I know that she's got a lot of personality. Right. And she could like, probably she connect has, with the younger yeah. people that audition, you know, you got seasoned veterans like, you know, Lionel Richie, uh, Luke Bryan, but yeah, someone like Miley Cyrus is kind of like your wild card, which I think yes. they wanted Katy Perry to kind of be. But I, but Katy's I, a people I, pleaser. Yeah, I, I don't see Katy being as uh, as of a wild card as Miley Cyrus. Yeah, Katy's gonna fit whatever mold you tell her to fit into, but also like not controversially because I mean we saw when the beef happened with Taylor Swift. It's like she doesn't handle confrontation very well, so. Right. She just doesn't seem to be that kind of girly, whereas Miley, <laughs> Miley ain't scared. Right. <laughs> She's yeah, that's true. Not scared of much. Right. Also, I sure. would love a duet with her and Lionel Richie. But you know what? But let's do it. Can we make that happen? I'm. Can, I'm can Miley's people Miley. call Lionel's people? Let's have, let's I'll, have them redo hello. Oh my gosh, it would be yeah. so good. Well, and like, or no, it's Shania Twain dancing on the ceiling. Let's redo dancing on the ceiling. Let's do it. Yes, Shania Twain would be so good as well, but yeah. I don't think she would be doing it for very long. I think it would be a short stint because, yeah, she's grown. Like she, she, she has. Done, I like mean, she she's don't need to do all this. Back. Yeah, she's coming back. Yeah, and and look, J Lo. I mean, she J Lo's here. I, mean, I didn't feel like J Lo would be a safer bet than Shania, just on yes. the stance of career things right now. Um. But yeah, it just depends on which way the show wants to go. You want to have the shock value or you want to play it safe? Shock value, you go with Miley. 
play it safe, you go with Shania or J-Lo. Yeah. So we'll, we'll wait and see how that plays out. Yeah. All right, finishing up with our WAS story. So obviously, if you uh, saw the Super Bowl, you saw the hilarious commercial with Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Tom Brady, J-Lo. A lot of J-Lo today. Um, <laughs> regarding Duncan, <laughs> the, 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 the Dunkings, where Ben oh, tried yes. to uh, get on J-Lo's uh, album, which, look, I never really see Ben Affleck as being a goofball, but my God, was he a goofball in that commercial? Oh my God. I thank you for saying it. And I, I know it's because I'm not a huge Ben Affleck fan. So I don't watch a lot of his like promo interviews, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Is he yucking up the Boston accent for this commercial or is it, does I mean, he well, he's got it? a Boston, he's got a Boston accent, but I, I feel like he was kind of, yucking it up a little bit i mean I, i've seen oh him in some interviews gosh. the boston accent does come out now in his movies you don't hear the boston accent but when he's doing no. you know public stuff he's he's you can hear the boston accent but you know, i feel like he really let the boston accent fly in the commercial he's like oh and is I it love, for duncan yeah well, yeah we gotta we gotta do the most it's for duncan we gotta yeah we gotta yeah. go all out it's for so duncan. dial it I'm up really i'm gonna really boston it up for you <laughs> dunking it up uh, oh, but I mean, I uh, look, I don't see Ben Affleck being the goofball type very often. I'm sure I, I would love to see outtakes and just to see like Matt or JLo just like crack up the, I, mean, I love how fat Joe just randomly makes an appearance too. We forget about fat Joe randomly making an appearance in that, in that commercial. But, oh yeah. JLo pulled in some favors on that one. <laughs> yeah. But I just, I can't imagine like people just sitting there like one take. No, you, you don't see Matt or you don't see Ben Affleck doing that very often, if at all. And so I can't imagine that that was just a one take thing and people were just like, OK, that's a wrap. Good job, Ben. Uh, I'm sure the people <laughs> were cracking up that whole time yeah. just watching Ben be a goofball. But anyway, um, the outfits, the tracksuits that they wore actually were available online on Duncan's website the following Monday after the Super Bowl. And they sold out in 19 minutes. No way. Those, <laughs> the donut tracksuits? The, do, the Dunkings, don't, Dunkin' tracksuits sold out in 19 minutes on their website. And the bucket hat was also in such high demand. It also sold out. Y'all, I, mm, who is I mean, buying this? <laughs> what I want to know is, I want to know who actually went and bought one and do you plan on wearing it in public or you just want it just for the nostalgia of it? Okay. We need to tell our boss that they need, yeah, they y'all need we to need, send us to the East Duncan, coast. We got to go to Boston. Yeah. We need Duncan swag. We want the track suits and we'll, we'll post photos of us wearing the Duncan track suits to work, but I'm going to keep that my eye be out cool. because now I want to see who actually will wear this out in public. Well, you know, it's, it's all people in Boston. We have to go to Boston to be able to see the Duncan suits in the wild. <laughs> the, the next, uh, 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 probably what? I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm going like, NBA, NHL, uh, baseball. Like, uh, keep an eye out. Yeah. Or at least for a, a game, televised game, at least watch, see who was actually going to wear a Duncan tracksuit to a Boston sporting event. As a way to, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come I, on I, I, I just want to know who is who bought one and who is actually going to wear it in public. I mean, these 
these things are pretty tacky. I mean, it's the Dunkin' Orange with the Dunkings <laughs> logos plastered all over it. You know, I mean, it. look, you wear it out in public, you will be seen. And people will stare at you. So, I mean, that's what... I mean, I, you're wearing that to have people look at you. You're not just wearing it like, oh, that's nice. No, you're wearing that for people like, what? That's that's from the commercial. That's what Ben and Matt wore. That's crazy. And uh, so I just tried to get onto um, Duncan's merch shop. Mm -hmm. it, it is password protected. It's like getting what? Taylor Swift tickets. You have to have a pre-sale code, we, password. What? Yeah, I'm trying to get on the website. I can't even look at the pictures. It's, it it's says, a tracksuit. Just says check back later for our next drop. Oh my God. Seriously? Clearly. I, I'm I can't even look at the picture of it. I'm trying to bring up the picture of it. And it's like, oh sorry, we're sold wait, out. Wait, so what? Wait, wait, well, hang on just a sec. Okay. Sorry. I for a minute, Duncan told me that I couldn't view their website where I'm at. Like, what do you mean? There's a Duncan literally down the road from us. How can I not see your website? Um, yeah. Shop. Yeah, let me look here. Um, are you at the shop? Or where Where are you looking? Oh, here it is. No, I just, the... Yeah, I, I googled Duncan Dunking's jacket and Duncan merch came up as a, as a it says $60 for the track jacket. $60 out of stock. So I tried to wow. click on it and I get Duncan shop. Check back later for our next merch drop. Enter using password up in the corner and I have to yes. put in a store password. So I'm looking at like when I click shop on their website, there's, you know, bottle iced coffee, creamers, Duncan at home. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Oh, okay. Well, let, me, let me click on their Duncan at home. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I, I don't see anything about merch, but my God. These yeah. things, I'm telling you right now, vanilla ice would be all over these things. <laughs> it just the cut of it is just like weird, baggy, so vintage. I hate it. I love it in spite of myself. <laughs> I want to say that I hate it. I don't hate it. It's so tacky. It's so gaudy. Yeah. I want one. Well, I, apparently they're going to, according to Duncan, they're going to restock. But I, but like you said, it's going to be like Taylor Swift tickets. You better get the, the code, get in the queue, because I'm sure more people want them. Also, can we talk about how good Tom Brady's acting was in that commercial? Tom Brady was in every freaking commercial, it felt like. But yeah, he was good. I he mean, got he, lots of practice. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he was good. He, I mean, he's retired now. He's got to. He's got to do something. So, like, yeah, I'll show up in Super Bowl commercials. Why not? I, I, yeah, but I'm saying we might be able to see him in like movies, and not just Ted. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, I'd love that to see him like fun. on a sitcom. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. As uh, somebody's best friend, it's like, hey, Tom Brady's my friend. No, he's not. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe well, like not even as himself. Sorry. Oh, go. Oh, yeah, maybe as yeah, somebody that <laughs> I got maybe ideas. is a maybe as a fail. Ooh, like as a failed uh someone who tried to get in the NFL but just was not good enough. Yeah. Or like a running he, gag he, that he's not yes. gorgeous. 
Yes. Like, like, well, can I I bring my friend? But, you know, I just so you guys know, he's he's very insecure about how he looks. He's not a very attractive dude. And then he just walks in and he's stunning. And everyone's like, what? Or they run and gag that they just treat him like, hey, man, uh, COVID, you should probably wear a face mask, you know, in this big gathering. (laughs) (laughs) Like, just go go sit over there. Don't, don't. Giselle would appreciate that. Yeah, she would. Yeah sure she would. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Weekly Trash Recap Podcast as we recap and discuss some of the big Hollywood news and gossip from the week. You can listen to past episodes at B1029.com or anywhere you get your podcasts. And we're going to we're gonna be off uh, next week, so we'll be back with a new episode in two weeks. 